Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio Podcast starts now. We're talking about what we do when our plans just don't work out any way near the way that we hoped with Jordan Lee Dooley on SWS Radio. And Jordan, you had a lot of success with an Etsy shop while you were in college and you were grinding, doing your studies, trying to get good grades and ended up starting a couple of business like Soul Scripts and Owning Academy and all those ambitions that you had started to feel like they were coming full circle in the center. And then you had this unexpected grief you had to deal with. And then you had some unexpected loss. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. What's going on here, God? I'm asking all these why questions. Oh, yes. I think that's the most natural question to ask when either you're throwing a curveball on the specific thing that you're pursuing, whether that's a career goal or something else, or just in your life. And it throws you completely off course. It slows you down. And you're like, wait, everything was working out how I thought. Where did this come from? You know, and that was really what I experienced in various different ways, kind of all back to back too. So kind of like they say, when it rains, it pours. And that is absolutely what happened. Well, it's funny because we all asked the why questions and then we go like, why isn't God answering me? Or why didn't this happen? Why wasn't I protected from this? Because I'm trying to do the right thing. Or why, you know, did this affect me the way that it affected me? Why didn't I see it? And those questions aren't always the best questions to ask. Have you found there's a better question? You know, it's funny because when I was asking that question a lot, I was talking with a friend of mine and she was like, you know, I know this. And this was after a couple of months had passed and I'd processed a lot of what went wrong and went sideways in my life. But she kind of challenged me with kind of the alternative question. She said, yeah, but also like, why not you? You know, she's like, you, I feel like God's really going to use this. And, and I know that's hard to hear when it's, when you're in the middle of it, but you know, you have such a way of articulating feelings and and challenges and what you're experiencing. And that could really bless other people. And at the time I was like, I don't want to bless other people. I just want things to work out in my life, you know? (laughs) Um, But fast forward a couple of years, you know, I can really see a lot of the, what I call unexpected gains that were born out of unwanted pain. And whether that pain in your life is something deeply, deeply painful, like loss or just frustration, you know, disappointment. I really was challenged by that question. Well, why not me? You know, you consider how suffering around the world is. And I think sometimes we can start to think, I'm doing all the right things, things shouldn't go wrong for me. But when you consider how most people live, and you realize like how it gives you perspective, you know, and I think that's really what it did for me. And it it challenged me to think about how can good come out of this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And sometimes you don't see that right away. But when you can look back in hindsight, it can be really rewarding. There's a lot of questions we ask, like, why me or why not me? We're talking with Jordan Lee Dooley on Esquist Radio. And a few minutes ago, you mentioned after starting a couple of businesses, your ambitions felt like they were coming full circle, but some unexpected things stepped in and derailed all that. Share your story. Yeah, well, the very brief story, because it's a long story, to make it short, I finished the year 2019 feeling like I was on top of the world. I had just written my first book. My It was a bestseller. I felt like my businesses were really taking off. We had just bought a home the year before. And then at the end of the year, we found out we were expecting. And I was, you know, kind of on top of the world. I felt like I had just checked every box in life. I was like, I own a home. I'm married. My businesses are succeeding. I'm having a baby. Like everything's working out. And then three to four weeks later, unexpectedly walked through a very painful loss. And pregnancy loss is a thing that's hard to talk about. And that kind of shocked me. I felt like, what? I'm young. I'm healthy. Why would this happen? And so I kind of thought it was a fluke. And I thought, well, that won't happen again. And then two months later is when COVID hit. And so that kind of threw us off course professionally. Not only had we just been thrown off personally, but then there was a big, you know, global crisis that threw all of our plans off professionally, as many people experienced. 
And just a few weeks after that, found out I was expecting again and thought, oh, well, we're back on track. Things are going according to plan again. You know, we'll figure this out. It'll be great. And then ended up carrying to the start of the second trimester. Thought we were in the safe zone. Everything looked great and had another very unexpected loss. And those kind of three experiences concentrated in a six-month period really stopped me in my tracks and really caused me to reevaluate a lot of things. But it was jarring, you know, to go from everything just working out for years at a time and, you know, everything was great and suddenly everything wasn't great and kind of threw everything off and a lot of plans went sideways and got flipped upside down. I remember our very first pregnancy, my wife had lost a baby and, and we're praying through all that, asking all the why questions like, why God, why we're ready for this. We want to be parents. We're passionate about this. And as I was praying and grieving, I feel like I finally heard that voice of God lead me to something where he said, Scott, this child is not able to fulfill the plans that I have for it in its earthly form. And I was just like, like, wow. Like, and it was just like, just know that I'm God. And it's just like, okay, okay. Like, it's like, sometimes when you're asking God for answers, you don't really want to hear what he has Mm -hmm. to say. Yeah, it's true. What a powerful thing to hear and, and a lesson too, because we think we know best. And I think that was the hardest part for me, especially you know, the second time around, it seemed like the redemption story. It seemed like, okay, that was sad, but now this is being redeemed. And and I think this can relate to various experiences in our life when we get up and try again in one way or another, whether that's with something like family or something like a career goal or something else. Sometimes it's, it's devastating when you feel like not only did your plans get knocked down or, you know, you walk through something really hard, but when that continues to happen, even if you're like, what? Like, I thought this was the redemption. I thought this was the happily ever after. And it just keeps feeling like a happily ever almost like it almost worked out. And then it didn't. I think that's where those questions really become so hard to wrestle with because and and the answers aren't always super clear. Thank you for sharing that, too, because I think there is something to not like our humanness, you know, and not always knowing and not always understanding the bigger picture. And I think that's what I kind of had to come to grips with. It's like, okay, there's something bigger here that I cannot wrap my human mind around, and I have to open my hands to that. But it took me a long time to get there. We're talking about how you embrace your almost, and we're talking with Jordan Lee Dooley on SOS Radio. She's a best-selling author and entrepreneur. Just a minute ago, you were just talking about some loss that you and your husband faced, and you felt like, hey, we're on top of the world. Everything's going great. And then pregnancy loss, one, two, and you're just like, oh, it stops you in your tracks. But when you walk through plans that you feel like just aren't working out, how do you resist the urge to not take a victim mentality? Because it's so easy. Oh, totally. And I think sometimes when something first goes sideways or your plans crumble right in front of you, at first you do kind of just wallow in that because you're just trying to process all of the feelings that come with it. So I think there's something human to that. But I think the key is not getting stuck there is really what I had to learn because I think there was a point where I started to get stuck there and I was really miserable, more miserable than I already was just through the pain and the frustration that I was already experiencing. And so, you know, in my life, slowly, God started to teach me that our deepest disappointments and even those really devastating experiences like loss and things like that, they can be one of two things. They can be dead ends or they can be defining moments. And sometimes when something goes really sideways and something goes wrong, it feels more like a dead end. It feels like, well, this is the end of the road. You know, everything went wrong. And I felt like God really challenged me to allow it to be a way that he refined me and a kind of a defining moment in my life that 
helps me reevaluate. Sometimes when things go sideways or something doesn't work out how we thought, we're left with this space in our life that we otherwise would have spent working the job we thought we were going to have or being married to the person we thought we were going to be married to or whatever it is, whatever it is. And sometimes we have this open space. And I really felt like God challenged me to use that as almost like a boot camp to grow, to reevaluate all the things that I had been doing and trying to achieve up until that point in my life and really considering what if this is really important? What am I doing and why am I doing it? What really matters here? And I was really able to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will, like kind of really identify what are the priorities and what are distractions? Because we live in a world that's constantly marketing to us, like you can have it all and you should want to have it all. And sometimes when it looks like we're about to have it all, or we think we have it all, something goes wrong. And it's, it comes back to, okay, maybe I don't have to have it all, all at the same time. What actually matters to me? And that's really where I think some of my deepest disappointments and devastating experiences were kind of markers in my journey and and turning points that really helped me really start making some healthy, positive changes and became defining moments instead of just dead ends. Now, Jordan, you wrote a book called Embrace Your Almost. So what do you do when you do get stuck so that you can reset? It can be tough, but I think it starts by asking three key questions. What do I really value? Why do I value it? And how am I going to steward it? Because sometimes when we get stuck, we get stuck pursuing something that wasn't actually right for us in the first place. You know, I tell this story in the beginning of the book where I decided to run track in high school and I, you know, was running this race and I was neck and neck for first place. And I didn't actually really like track, didn't really care to be there, but I just wanted something to do. And I was neck and neck for first place in this race. And I had seen on TV a picture of Olympic runners. You know, when you watch the Summer Olympics and you see Olympians like lean to cross over the finish line just milliseconds before their opponent that picture popped into my brain and I thought, oh, I should do that. It was a terrible idea. I ended up face planning. My momentum carried me forward and I ended up finishing dead last just when I was about to finish first. And that story is really critical because I think a lot of times we're like chasing after things we think we want or we think we need or we think are really important. And sometimes they really are. And when they go wrong, it only deepens that. It only emphasizes that such is the case for me when it comes to family and things like that. But simultaneously, sometimes it reveals other things that maybe we were pursuing or sometimes the very thing itself. Like we kind of find, you know, I don't actually care to be number one on the track team or number one in my industry. Like what am I pursuing and why? So that's why it's really important to really use that as an opportunity when you're, when you're feeling stuck on it, step back and ask, is this really right for me? And if it is, what do I need to do to maybe adjust my route or go a different way or try something different? And if it's not, how can I let it go so that I can make room for the things God really has for me? When we're stuck and we're frustrated, there's three questions we can ask to help us sort of recenter. We're talking with Jordan Lee Dooley on SWS Radio, and a minute ago she was talking about, okay, embracing, like, what do I really value, and why do I value it, and how do I steward it? Jordan, I love how Proverbs 16 says, in the hearts of humans as they plan their course, but God establishes their steps. Like, How have you discovered the most important questions to ask when you want to make plans that are honoring and that are stewarding? I think there's something I call the single most important question. It was actually number two of that list I shared about what do you really value, why do you value it, and how are you going to steward it? Really, it comes down to asking why. Because I think sometimes we can get really caught up in in pursuing arbitrary goals, arbitrary dreams, maybe because society told us that's something we should do, maybe because we saw a friend do it, maybe because we just always kind of felt the pressure that it's something we should achieve in our life. And if we really kind of step back and ask the question, why? Why is that a goal of mine? Why is that something I feel like I want to do? And allowing yourself to really explore that. Sometimes you'll find like, well, I really believe God put this on my heart as a young child when I experienced X, Y, Z. And you'll find a deeper reason or purpose associated with it. 
Other times you might find like, I don't really have an answer for that. So I think always coming back to that question of why, why do I feel that this is important? Why do I feel that I want to do this? It really does help you kind of identify what is it that God's put in my life or put on my heart for a reason? And what am I maybe pursuing arbitrarily? So often when we put our why questions on God, we learn that our posture really quickly is sort of coming from a selfish place. And we're talking with Jordan Lee Dooley on SWS Radio. It's interesting when we get into all these why, why, why questions. Why questions are great when we seek to understand. But when we're just seeking to be understood, it's like a whole different posture. And maybe it's like, and maybe there's better questions we can ask God Like, who are you? How are you revealing yourself? What is your plan that you've invited me into? Because then he seems to respond in different ways when we're coming from that posture of seeking him rather than putting things on him like, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you intervened here? Why aren't you fixing this for me? And he's like, hey, this is my story that I've invited you to be a part of. Well, I love that too, because the reality is we can ask why with different heart postures, right? Like in the beginning of our conversation, we touched on when something goes wrong, we ask why, like, God, why would you let this happen? Almost from a place like, how dare you, right? Like, how, how could this possibly happen to me? And that's where the heart posture has to shift to, well, why not me, right? When I consider it in kind of the global sense, like we all suffer, none of us are immune from hard things happening in our life on this side of heaven, kind of putting that perspective back into place is humbling to say the least. But then also, like I said a minute ago, like coming from that perspective of when we're starting to consider all the plans we've made and that we think we want to do or we want to pursue, kind of coming back to what is the purpose of this? Why do I actually care about it? That allows, that's really asking like, God, is this important? That's really what you're asking. Like by saying why, like, God, is this of you? Is this honoring to you? Is this an alignment? Is this in alignment with what you have for me? And a lot of times I think we get clarity on that when we really dig into like, am I just doing this for a worldly purpose? Am I just doing this because I think this is what I want or what's shiny or impressive or whatever it may be when it comes to those plans? Sometimes asking why with that hurt posture, like you said, of like, who are you, God, and what do you have for me? Allow them to reveal like what actually is right for you. Because we're embracing our goals and our plans, whether they're actually flowing or feel like they're just failing. You wrote this new book called Embrace Your Almost. So what was it about the word almost that grabbed you as the theme that you wanted to share? Yeah, you know, because I think that's really what unmet expectations are. A lot of times when we feel like we're almost where we thought we'd be in life, when something seems like it's going according to plan and then goes sideways, it can feel like, gosh, I was so close, you know, like... I thought that was going to work out or I have, I've given my all to that. Like, and something's, I feel just short of the finish line. Kind of like when you're running a race and if you thought you were going to finish first and then somebody passes you or you face plant or you trip or, you know, you get thrown off course. It just feels like, man, I was almost there. Or even when we do cross the finish line on a goal or a milestone, a hope or a dream that we have, sometimes because the world is constantly telling us the next thing we could do, it feels like the finish line moves. It feels like we're never really satisfied with the thing that we do get, the gift that we are given, the goal that we do reach, because there's always the next thing in life. There's always another level. There's always a next milestone. There's always something else we could be pursuing. So in one way or another, whether you got thrown off course or tripped up and fell just before you got to where you thought you'd be, or you actually do get to where you thought you'd be, but it doesn't feel like enough and you're not actually satisfied, it kind of creates that dissatisfied feeling of like, almost, almost complete, almost fulfilled, but not quite. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.